welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers 2 for the NES. Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2 was developed and published by Capcom and released in Japan in December of 1993, in North America one month later in January of 1994, and in PAL territories in September of 1994. Okay. So only a few months later, not a whole year or two. Sure, yeah. That's a late Nintendo release. Very much so. Now, this game was produced by uh, Tokuru Fujiwara. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Professor F. And Arthur King, we've talked about him many times. Yeah, he's uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Bionic Commando. Sure, Me- lots of... Mega Man. Yeah. Resident Evil. He's a Golden Goose. Indeed. And he had his fingers in many, many other games. Yeah, yeah. Now, at this point, when this game was released, Chippendale Rescue Rangers was three years old. Right. And it had debuted with the Disney Afternoon mm-hmm. in 1990, where they had uh, old episodes of Gummy Bears. Yeah. New episodes of DuckTales, this and Tailspin all at the same time. Boom. But by 93, it is, I, I, I'm not sure if it's still on the lineup or not. Yeah. At, because at this point, we've had Darkwing Duck, uh-huh. Goof Troop, and 93 was the year of Bonkers. Bonkers, boo. Yeah, the last one of the like new shows. Because after that, it becomes you know Aladdin and Quack yeah. Pack. And then from that point on, it's all just... Yeah, that's right. A movie's yeah. turned into something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that this game was made at all. I wonder how many seasons did Rescue Rangers have? Just the one. I think all of the Disney Afternoon shows did their one sixty-five or 60 oh. however many episode order, and that was it. Okay, okay. Wow, okay. So maybe long gone by this time. Yeah. And as you said, the Super Nintendo was already out. Yeah, for a couple years. Yeah, exactly. So for years, this was at the very tail end of the NES's lifespan here in the U.S. Yeah, I'm just amazed that is this game got made. Like, I guess I wonder if they just the license was already paid for. Yeah, I guess maybe. Uh, now this game uh, was re-released in the Disney Afternoon Collection that came out in 1997. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So you can play it on more modern consoles as well. Nice. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers 2? And this game really does need like a, an extra title to make it extra long, but something more memorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Back in the blimp. Back... <laughs> you don't see that blimp in this game, sadly. Rescuing again. No, no. It's, I love yeah, that little like, uh, it's like a water bottle with some like straws and it balloon. Had those, had those legs with suction cups on the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Little I mean, I loved wings. the aesthetic of all the handmade things of the Rescue Rangers universe. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the, the big draws of the, the little folk style cartoons. But regardless of the draw of any cartoons, this game is a side-scrolling action platformer. It is. And in this game, you do have a jump. It's a pretty awesome, pretty big jump, uh, mm-hmm. variable height. You can wiggle around a bit. Yeah. And we're going to go start right off the bat and just say that if you listen to our Chippendale Rescue Rangers 1 episode, you're going to be hearing a lot of the same things because mm. not a lot has changed. Not a whole lot. Yes. The jump is about the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the first one, there are crates around that you can pick up and throw at enemies. It's your main way of fighting them. Here, there is a slight difference in that you can now throw them up diagonally, oh. which you could not before, as well as you can crouch and throw them now along the yes. ground. I didn't know you could diagonally throw them. I didn't until pretty late into the game where I did it on accident. And I was like, oh, really? (laughs) That would have made a couple boss fights a little easier. And of course, there is the power throw. Yes. Which activates when you are carrying a crate and you move a certain amount of distance. It'll start to flash and you can throw it. And then it goes in a little wave pattern and, and flashes and is stronger. It confused me. 
because uh, I was like, wait, how am I activating this? There is a weird trick that I didn't use, but I saw post game where if you like pause the game, it still counts you as walking or something. So you can like pause it and unpause it real quick to do a, a power throw without okay. having to walk because I don't know what the distance is, but I, I didn't encounter this too much. And most of the platforms were so short mm-hmm. that you're on that it's like, I, I don't know. I just also, I don't really see why you would ever need the power throw because the enemies are I, all killed with one hit for or or maybe two. Well, yeah, that's the thing is if it, if they take two hits, you can it, it'll it'll kill them in one and but it's twice as strong. So when you're fighting bosses, it can save you some time. OK, that's pretty cool. But like you said, you can also hide in these boxes if you duck. Mm-hmm. Well, there is you can throw some enemies if really? you stun them. The big ones like that. Oh, you, like the, the fork. Yeah, the fork or spoon, rats guys, or rats, yeah, yeah. mice, whatever they are. You can't. I never really did it. It was something I discovered later. It's not really ever required. Mm-hmm. And in this game, you can play two players simultaneous. You can throw each other as a as a weapon, which is pretty sweet. It is. Now, when you pick up boxes, sometimes they contain items. Very few, yes. And in them, you'll find sometimes the ranger plaques. Yep, little rescue ranger symbols. And those are also just littered throughout the level. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're like the little flower icon from the first game, mm-hmm. but it's they're ranger plaques here. And if you collect a certain amount, which is an unknown amount per level, you will get more hearts, which is your health. Yeah, well, you'll get an, a ranger badge if you collect. I'm pretty sure it's 50. Okay. Because it never says, but it does count them down in between levels. So by the end of the game, I was really watching where I was like, okay, where's the the cutoff and once you get a certain number of those ranger badges which i think it's at three and five you'll get another heart on your your life meter of three hearts yeah you start with three and then how many hearts did you have when you beat the game i just had five it turned into a real big heart okay i didn't i didn't know how many you could get total yeah Um, I, i don't know either i ended the game with three hearts because i didn't realize that you got extra hearts Oh, okay. <laughs> By collecting those plaques. And I was like, ah, screw this. I don't I don't need those points. Well, and it's not really that that big of a help. I don't know. <laughs> no. Now you will also find acorns and those replace a missing heart. Just one. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you'll find stars. Yes, which is a one up. Oh, they're not one ups in this game or lives. They're chances. Oh, that's true. The <laughs> the manual get, does use that language. <laughs> you'll get an extra chance. I feel like that's like their way of saying like, oh, no one dies in this game. No one's too hurt. You just get another chance at the level. It's a yeah, much yeah. gentler, nicer way of saying it. I kind of wish more games, you know, chose that. Chances. Why not? Yeah. No. In addition to uh, boxes, you're going to find a couple other items you can pick up throughout the levels. <laughs> Barely. And by a couple, I mean two. There are two items and they both make one appearance. I think there's the bolt is in there twice. Is it really? Yeah. I only remember the one. Uh, you, you pass it long before you, you can use it, I think, the second time. Okay. So if you didn't notice, it just looks like another piece of the level, really. Okay. Well, either way, uh, the bolt is... These are thrown in a, a weird... They don't You don't throw them straight away. They, they're kind of lobbed out in an arc. You can stand on the both and use them to cross spikes, perhaps, or other little situations. But again, very rarely will you encounter these. Supposedly, you can stack the bolts to make stairs, but I never saw more than one. I never did either. I, I remember them from the first one. Yeah. And then the tennis ball, that, Yeah, it says you can ride on top of it to avoid danger. I don't know about that. I did not find that to be true. I used it. To hop across some spikes once. Same with the bolt, really. That's yeah. about it. Uh, there is a... I used the bolt once. If you're holding it, you'll be lifted up by a magnet. And oh. you can get to a free man. Cool. I'm sorry. An extra chance. An extra chance. So yeah, it is cool. Now, as we said, uh, you start the game with three hearts and three lives. Yes. And three continues. Yeah. And then, so you can get extra lives or extra chances. Mm. And then I don't think there's a way to get extra continues. Not that I know of. Sometimes you can earn some extra chances. Uh, there is a bonus game after each level. Oh, yeah. Where you throw a ball up, trying to hit some There's stars flying by. And if you hit, you can get a one up or a two up there. Mm-hmm. What's that bottom thing? I never got it. Me either. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I guess it's something bet less than. Yeah, I, I don't know what it could be. It looks like a little ribbon. Yeah. Points or something. <laughs> and if you do pause the game, you're given a little stat screen. 
uh, which shows your character and maybe the second player's character. It tells you how many of the rescue ranger plaques you have, how mm -hmm. many chances you have left as well. Yeah. Because that stuff is not listed on your main screen. Right, right. It's just your, your hearts remaining. Indeed. Nick, this is Capcom, one of the greats, and a mm -hmm. Disney property. Oh, yeah. So I'm guessing that we're going to see a manual filled to the brim with original Disney artwork. No, sir. You are wrong. What? Well, at least this, this is going to be a really big and extensive manual, right? Not really. No, no, no. This is a meager fare kind of. It, it is. It's 19 pages, mm -hmm. and it is full color. Okay. As far as the screenshots are oh, okay. concerned, uh, it does have one picture of fat cat and one picture of the rescue rangers as a team <laughs> that is repeated yeah. several times they're both only outlines they are not colored boo that is rough and that's it um someone lost their art asset pack yeah I guess. Like, this is the only two we got just give them to the guy yeah, yeah make do it does have a bit of story where fat cat escaped from a jail and stole the pharaoh's urn get him okay and of course your controls it talks about the very few items in the game it does give you some very basic hints. Oh, it does like a help a nice uh, hint section. Uh, I guess they're all pretty lame from what I wrote down. But it does have three pages of rescue strategy notes at the end, like a place for you to take notes. Yeah, some memo pages. Nice. Well, I do love those. They are pretty much worthless for this game. There is there nothing. Is no passwords. <laughs> no. There's not no like secrets or anything i no. think you would have to write down at no, all no exploration or, or nothing. well i am a huge fan of memo pages i mean i guess this one feels like a little bit of a, a filler mm-hmm So, Nick, what was your personal history with Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers 2? Well, I have never played this game before. I remember seeing its existence, surprisingly, in Nintendo Power. One of those late, late games where it was like, whoa, still holding on there, huh? Yeah, and I was a huge fan of Rescue Rangers, so I was like, oh, that's cool, but not a big enough fan to ever find a way to play it once I'd gotten rid of my Nintendo. Well, not only that, but the first game was, well, it was fun and good. It wasn't like blew my mind where I was like, oh, finally, you know? Yeah, I mean, I did rent it more than once. The first one, just because it was a solid two player simultaneous game. Yeah. Well, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers 2. Well, Ranger sir. Boogaloo. <laughs> well, I beat this game. Uh, I beat it in two sittings. I beat easy. it in... I guess three sittings over the course of one afternoon. There you go. Okay. I did save uh, between levels just out of habit. Yeah. But yeah. I, I didn't really need to. Yeah. Yeah. I, a I couple took bosses a break. gave me a little trouble, but I had so many free lives that it didn't matter. Yeah. Same here. I, I got a little worried at one point. I took a break because I was getting frustrated at a boss. I'll talk about it later. But I also, for some reason, didn't realize that you had continues. I thought maybe you didn't. So. I got worried at this one point and really was like, okay, I got to be extra good. But then and I we didn't mention that otherwise the continue puts you right back at the beginning of the level you're on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. I would just like to start by saying that while this game is pretty good, it's also pretty sparse <laughs> this when it comes to enemies. Well, and it's, ah, it's, it's a weird, it's not horrible. Or bad, really. No, it's very competent. And there's a lot I do like about it. Like the backgrounds. Yeah. Top-notch backgrounds. There's some really good graphics here, I think. The, a lot of cool enemies. The few sprites. You know, the enemies are very repetitive. Uh, yeah. There aren't and a there's lot only of about them. like one every four screens. Yeah, there's way less going on in this game. It's mostly just throwing those crates. And you don't even have to, really. You can just run and jump over Yeah, if you're most not looking, of everything. Yeah, it's very... Uh, yeah, sparse is a good word because it's like they just went down a checklist from the first game. We're like, we just got to have enough to get by. Yeah. It feels weird because you, you, there's way less, fewer objects to throw around or interact yeah. with. It's com Even compared to the first one, there weren't a lot, but there were like those apples or yeah. something. Yeah, it's very confusing because you know the animations are really good on you and uh, Chip, which I think may just be the ones from the first game. Maybe, yeah. Chip and Dale. And then... You know, like you said, there's only probably 10, maybe 
15 enemies total if that like they're there's not a lot and they're not very well while they're cool looking they just don't do a lot of yeah they have like well there's like four different things that enemy will do yeah and some of them are really cool looking but none of them ever present like any level of challenge the only one that challenged me ever was the i think it was a mole that pops up and throws wrenches oh sure yeah and that's just because like it sometimes you're too close to it when it pops up if you're just rushing through a level yeah surprise but pretty much this entire game i could just run with a box in my hand throw it when i see a thing and that was and i could kill anything that that i came across and if i didn't kill it i just stunned it and i would just run and jump over it yeah that's very it's a very simple game it's kind of bland i guess you could say in a way yeah which is a shame because like the levels are cool the concept of the game's cool and they even do they do try to like mix it up a little bit you know there's like that um timed level mm-hmm. and then there's like a point where you you get to choose your levels so that that was all really cool but yeah just, just not enough well and compared to the first one where you at least had that map where you could kind of choose a route yeah but not here you know with that one exception there's one level you know like you said but there are a couple spots where there's actually something semi interactive with the environment or something where you can get to like a secret room and Monterey Jack gives you some food, fills up your life or these little things, but they're not in every level. There's only like three of them in the whole game and they're just kind of perfunctory really. Yeah. And the bosses are all pretty cool and unique, but they are on a very different challenge level than the levels themselves. Yeah. They're super simple, really. (laughs) Uh, Some are, but then there's feel like there's like two or three that are just really obtuse. Like you don't know what to do at first. I actually think I died the most at the first boss. Like they're not put in a very good order of, of difficulty. Yeah, the bosses here, especially compared to the first one where it was just like every boss, you're in a room with that red ball and you're throwing it at something somehow. Yeah. Here, there's like two types where you're either collecting projectiles that the boss throws at you and misses and you have to pick it up, throw them back. And I do like the fact that they at least like mix up the sprite a little bit and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And or there's ones where you're kind of in a either a moving area or something to where boxes are being dropped or are appearing somewhere every so often and you use that to attack the boss. So, you know, that mixes it up, which I actually think is a little better than the first game. Agreed. But well, and, and while they are harder than the, for the most part, super easy levels, they're still not like super tough, you know? No. But I did encounter a strange thing where I feel like their routines are way more random Mm -hmm. than most games. It's not like it does this, this, then that, this, this, then that. It was like, well, it could just be running back and forth for like seven cycles before it does the now I'm going to throw out the thing you can throw back at me cycle. Yeah, which is a pain. And so, yeah, sometimes it would just get really frustrating where I was like, I just give me something to attack you with. This is taking forever. But as far as the music's concerned, uh, you know, I feel like we say this a lot, but good, but not amazing. Yeah, it's not. A, I it's not as memorable as the first one. I don't think. No, but not I think in they, a bad way. There's it's yeah. high quality stuff. It just doesn't feel inspired, or I don't know. And I, the sound effects, I think, are all pulled from the first game as well. Right on. So you know, good, but nothing fantastic. I do want to say to the benefit of this game is that the controls are, are quick and responsive, just like the first one. And now mm-hmm. you get those extra, you can throw diagonally and crouching in a different game that would add up to something pretty cool, but you don't really need them that much. No, that's why you're like, I was like, well, that's cool. You could do that diagonal, but I'm like, I never felt like I was outclassed by any creatures. No, <laughs> sadly, anything. there are a few bosses that I think it makes easier or can. Yeah, I can think of them. We'll see. But I, at no point was I like, I'm having a hard time hitting this boss. Right my, right. my biggest challenge was not getting hit by them. Indeed. All right, folks, this is it. It is time to take this game level by level. And Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2, Rescuer's Revenge, (laughs) has quite a few levels. The re-rescuing. And there are seven to nine levels, depending on how you look at things here. Mm -hmm. But what's nice is this game does, and we didn't mention this, which, you know, we should have, have a lot of pretty good cutscenes. That's right. It starts with one of my favorites because of how weird the story is here that does not really seem to fit with the 
rescue rangers mythos you know because fat cat's in jail and gets broken out in a blimp mm-hmm. where it's like what <laughs> what he's in a cat jail or something like and the yeah. blimp even says his name on it so it's so brazen i love it but then later uh, it's mentioned on the news the human news yes what well, also <laughs> they're going to investigate a bomb a yeah, bomb yeah. at a restaurant which is pretty intense for the rescue rangers you know usually it's like i gotta help this animal we gotta do a thing but not like a bomb threat yes a bomb that they learn about via the news the human yeah. news which i do love anytime that video game characters like are the the tv is where they get their info sure sure like monster in my pocket or even ninja turtles the first one yeah and your first level is the diner itself. You are jumping from the stools to the tables to the windowsill. And like the first one, there are many levels of things you can jump on. Almost any horizontal surface can be a platform. Yeah. And in the first one, with a ton of enemies, it became, you know, ooh, I got to figure out which level to stay on, which one to go on. Mm-hmm. But here, it doesn't matter at all. No, the enemies are pretty courteous and generally approach you one at a time. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, there there is no strategy to choosing your level. It's just, I guess, if you want to try to maximize the number of those ranger plaques or points or whatever they are, you get. Yeah, yeah. And since the screen doesn't scroll backwards, that's the only kind of quote unquote challenge or choice you have to make is which path has the most. But most of the time you can just get them all if you're careful. And there's some bees that fly at you as well as some fork wielding mice that will throw the fork at you like a spear. Or I guess a trident. Yeah. And those bees are cute and they'll drip some honey on you with from their little bucket they carry around. You don't want that. No. Uh, now you have to wait for those uh, mice to turn around. There's another ones that also will uh, smack your box back yeah. at you. Yeah. You can get into the like kitchen of the diner where you're kind of on a stove. There's pots and stacks of dishes and such. Again, looks awesome. Yeah. Lots yeah. of different lots of different elements. You've got the plates different size pots you've got the glasses you've got the sink i mean it's there's a lot going on and it's a shame because like the backgrounds are so good in this game yeah yeah i just wish there was something more going on there besides just looking good you know i mean even the tiles look sweet in the background yeah and i mean like the tiles of the kitchen there's a weird part where you are on these like soda bottles and you can shoot the the cork out or the top the, the stopper okay i didn't know that that makes sense okay if you jump on them three times, but even when you did that, I couldn't like figure out a way to ride them to the next one at all. Like huh. I save stated there just to like be like, ooh, let, let me see if I can get this down. Experiment. I could not. Cool no. idea, but kind of needless. Very much so. And then really there's more mice. Uh, you do get to a point where you're kind of in what I guess is a sink. Yep. You fall down and there's a crate with what appears to be a... Uh, a gravy boat. Yes, a gravy boat. That's what. And you use that uh, zipper will come in and turn on the faucet to fill up this with water and float you in the boat to jump out and move yeah. on. Uh, and then you get a nice some stages will just have these. You don't have to find them. Little area where Monterey Jack comes out and uh, tosses you some little candies or cookies, I guess. Or don't I thought they were some kind of like donut. Or OK, perhaps. I just think mm-hmm. his his tossing animation is hilarious because it's like he's got one hand in his pocket. And his other hand in his pocket, and he just one-handed kind of just like very nonchalantly tosses it to you. <laughs> really cracks me up. Yeah. And then right after that, you encounter the enemy of this level, the water rabbit, the boss. Yes. Not from the cartoon? No. Uh, and he foolishly tells you the entire plan of Fat Cat about this urn and all that stuff. Yeah. That this was a distraction. And then you have to fight him in what could be the hardest boss fight of the game. I see. I didn't have too much difficulty with this one, but well, it, he is not difficult to fight at all. What's difficult about this level is that it is the only boss fight I think that has pit deaths in it. That's true. It, there are six different kind of stacks of dishes that are your surfaces, and there is water coming down and making little waterfall paths, which behave like conveyor belts. So it is constantly moving you around. So you want to try to stay on the top if you can. Yeah, and if you don't. It's very easy to get washed off the bottom layer. Yeah, and then eventually, every now and then, a crate will fall down from one of the top-level waterfall streams, and then you can use that to hurt the water rabbit. Which, the water rabbit, let's discuss just uh, briefly here. It is a pink rabbit wearing a blue shirt or jacket, Mm -hmm. and it is riding a device. 
Yeah, it looks like a weird uh, vacuum cleaner or something that yeah. he uses. What is this device? I don't know. I, I mean, know. I know they call him the water rabbit because this is a water boss stage. But the device he's on looks nothing water related. I don't if it's like, is he standing on like a plunger to like push it down to squirt water maybe? Yeah, because he pauses and then he jumps on it and it does squirt water at you. But this is not a device that exists in the real world. And not of that size. No. Uh, this boss, I think, only takes three or four hits. It does. Um, and one thing that's cool is the crates that fall will also be moved by the water, right? Yes. So if one just falls on him, it'll still say, hurt him. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. That happened for me. I was like, yes. And then at the end of the level, you uh, get the countdown of all the rescue rangers. Plaques. Plaques. And then it will translate those into badges. Yes. So uh, you come back from the fight and Gadget has found the time bomb for you in the diner. Yeah. And then you are given a choice. Do you want to cut the blue or the red wire? Dun, dun, dun. Which wire did you cut? I cut the red one. If you cut the red one, nothing happens and you're fine. If you cut the blue one, everyone in the diner dies and the game is over. <laughs> and you're, it's a bloody mess. No, um, there is still a light explosion. And they say it was like a dud bomb or something. Yeah, it was like fake uh, or yeah. something. Yeah, okay, that's the one I, I did. But it's just funny because Dale gets scared, but, you know, haha. And then you move on to the next level. Yeah. The uh, sewers. A gross sewer. It is gross. And there's a bunch of fish that jump out of the water in the sewer. I would but jump don't worry. out too. That water is brown. Uh, I wouldn't worry about those fish, though, because they don't jump out when you're near them. It no. Or it's just like way in front of you. Yeah, you can just hit them with crates if you care. Uh, the only real enemy to watch out for is these green bats. They and will fly at you, yeah. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they just fly like around the top of the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, uh, you know, you're making your way across a bunch of pipes. The backgrounds, again, very great looking. Yeah, you All got kinds some of purple backgrounds and then the like brownish pipes that you're crawling and walking on. And then uh, you do encounter one of the, I think we've encountered one before, like an enemy hiding in a crate. Uh, the first time it was oh. like a mouse in a crate, and this time it's a snake in a crate. That's right. You can stun the snake with a crate, and then, or you can pick up those crates if you're quick and throw yeah. them and throw the snake, which is kind of rewarding, but entirely unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you work your way through the sewer. Uh, eventually, you'll find the boss. What is this boss? This is a weird boss I kind of like. Uh, it's it's a cat, what appears to be a pink cat with some sort of like bat wing. <laughs> I can tell it's a cat or a bulldog. Maybe it's a, I, I've I thought it was a cat, but I can see both. Um, it has more of a cat tail, I'm guessing. Bulldogs yeah. don't have long tails, so I'm guessing we are in cat territory. It's also wearing what I would imagine to be a leather biker jacket. I can see that as well. I, I'm not sure exactly where this comes from, but this cat can fly, kind of. He hovers, and that blows wind at you that will push you a little bit mm -hmm. before then throwing two uh, blocks of trash or something. something. Yeah, I don't know where this is coming from, but he throws them at wherever you are, and mm -hmm. one of them will land on the ground if it's aimed the, the at first the right one. angle yeah and then that is what you will use to throw at him but and it's a little tricky you got to pick it up quickly uh the key is not to try to fight him with it immediately because he does swoop down at you mm -hmm. and does a weird skid across the ground yeah so you just have to pick up that block dodge the other one which i i found it's just easiest to be up in the air and then yeah you know, throw it off jump over him and then hit him with the block about four or five times yeah and that's pretty much it. Uh, um, if he does that weird slide kick, and there he will knock the block away. So you yeah. might have to wait. He will eliminate it. But this is one if you're and if you're fast. This is one strategy I used on him and a few other bosses. Is that you know you do have your invincibility frames when hit as well as them. And if he's charging at you, if you hit him, he'll go. He'll start flashing and just pass through you. Mm. So, but you don't even need to use any strategy. It's a very simple and easy boss. Very. So after clearing the sewers, you are now in a warehouse, a boat. I think it's a boat. Yeah. Okay. And it's full of uh, sacks. Yeah. Of grain or rice or I don't know. Well, the, the weird part about the sacks is they see like, oh, coffee. It's coffee. That's what's in those sacks. Oh, coffee beans. Ah. Yes, yes. There's cool little like, uh, you know, marine lights, etc. And this is where that you, you find that bolt you got to throw. Yeah, yeah. There are uh, new enemy hedgehogs that 
You cannot hit from the front. You have to wait for them to turn around. And they are low enemies, so they're trickier to hit. There's also some sort of weird bug that drops like Mothra dust on you. Yeah, some kind of blue moth, yeah. And the uh, famed softball or baseballs here. Yeah, and this is where you can you can use it to hit that switch over there, right? Isn't there something? Uh, I, I saw a guy use it to just basically uh, hit a bunch of different enemies and keep using it. I, I used it on the monkeys, even mm-hmm. though there's, there's crates, crates right in, there. If you could throw them diagonally, it doesn't matter. But the softball, you know, that arc kind of is good yeah. for hit them. But, but yeah, there's some monkeys in buckets that are hanging and they move up and down and throw things at you. Yep. And then through there is the boss. Yeah. A sailor weasel. A weird weasel who's drinking something and using it to spit fire at you. I think it's hooch. I I choose to believe so. Probably triple X brand hooch. Uh, This is an interesting boss because you have three staggered columns of platforms that are slowly moving down. So you have to keep jumping up. And every now and then you'll see a crate on one or the other on the left or right side. And you can just use that to hit him. Uh, yeah, all you have to do is duck on the level you find the crate and you will hit him in the head when he's on yeah. the platform below you. That's the way to go. And I wasn't sure if I was doing damage for a while because he does take a, a, a few hits, like seven, six or seven. This is he takes six hits. But if you use the power throw, he only takes three. Yeah, but I was just like, am I hurting him? Yeah, I couldn't tell. And then I killed him and I was like, well, that was easy. Gotta have faith in the crate, bro. I, you're right. Well, once you uh, defeat him, you and the crew are hanging out on the edge of the boat and Zipper sees Fat Cat enter the warehouse with that Pharaoh's urn. Yes. Follow him and walk right into a trap. That's right. He tells you you're in the fridge now, freezer unit, and there's no way out and you'll freeze in three minutes. You will freeze solid in three minutes. And now a timer appears in the top right corner and there are sledding or uh skiing rats here and some penguins yeah they both the floor is slippy in certain parts but But there's lots of what look like cans of something there's banana crates and cliff oil cliff oil okay or olives Ah, ah it's hard to say uh and there are fans that will like blow you up in the air yeah and you you swirl around in a very sonic like way but it looks good it looks great and the boss of this level is no boss. You just have to clear it within those three minutes, which is very easy to do. Yeah, I was even, you know, making sure as I played this game, I really wanted to get all of those badges because I wanted my life meter to go up. So mm-hmm. I, I took my time and got every one of the, the plaques and I still had well over a minute left. So it's not not tough to do. Once you escape the warehouse, uh, you see some spectral energy flying around because he has opened the urn and now let loose ghosts upon the city. Yeah, so now you must venture into a haunted house. And uh, you know it's haunted because there are candles that walk around. There yeah. are gargoyle lights that flash, but don't do anything. You can just jump on them. Mm-hmm. There are those ghosts. A dog a, ghost. Yeah, a, a dog head and two hands that are both wreathed in blue flame. It looks super cool, but also just takes one hit from a, a box. A single crate will destroy them. Yeah, I mean... Uh, some of them come at a weird angle, so I guess it would be nice to um, have that angle shot for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's great because there are some really cool backgrounds. There's even a spot where there's like a door with a haunted door knocker on it. Yeah. You go yeah. by room 22. Yeah. There's some haunted pictures in the background, but... The the pictures sometimes will spawn a ghost. Oh, okay. When it goes dark, it, it'll come out, and it, it's actually an enemy that seems to... It, like, bounces around the room, so it can be tough. I only saw one once. They don't always seem to do it. I think it might be random. And you can just run away from it, like everything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, you will meet up with Monterey Jack, who's... I mean, in the cartoon, he was, like, super intense. And into cheese. Super into cheese. And this, he just kind of strolls up and nonchalantly just tosses you a couple. He's like, here, I found some more of those originals. He knows how easy this is. So he's like, take your food and get on your way. Now, there is a little fake out in this level where you think you found the hole that's the exit, but it's not. You just have to climb up higher. Yeah. And then you fight the boss, which looks way more intense than the other bosses of the game. Oh, it's a really cool looking like mummy dog ghost. Yeah. And it's huge. It's a very large sprite. And you might think, I am in for it. This is going to be a rough boss. Yeah. But you are 100% wrong because it either very slowly flies across the room in a very slight wave pattern. 
it will dropping swoop. what are the balls of bandages i guess that's what it looks like uh one of them will stay and that's what you use to defeat it with uh-huh. if it doesn't do that it st- starts in the top right uh side and shoots two very slow very uh deliberately paced away from each other uh lightning <laughs> balls that are very easy to dodge yes and then it slowly flies at you and if you just st- stay in the corner it never hits you no it stops right in front of you <laughs> And I, I don't even think I got hit by this boss. No, this is one of the bosses that's just frustrating because you're waiting and waiting sometimes to be like, just drop the bandage balls, please. Yeah, yeah. After you defeated it, you put the lid back on the urn and you let the, the young children know that all the ghosts should disappear soon. Don't worry. But Fat Cat lets you know that he has left and he will be waiting for you in the amusement park. Yes. So level six is the amusement park and it's made of three worlds, future world. Western world and a clock tower world. Clock tower world. <laughs> and there's a key in each of these worlds you need to get to Fat Cat himself. Mm-hmm. So you got to get the three keys. I just went in the most boring order. I don't know about you. I just went whatever top I, down. I did too. The top was the clock tower. And it's a good looking clock tower. You've got some uh, pulleys, you know, moving around platforms. Yeah, You've got those some... moles I talked about. Yeah, they pop out and throw... What are they, like screws? or? I don't know. They're the hardest enemy of the game because they're the only one you can't see coming. <laughs> they throw it at our, in an arc. Yeah, and they're kind of tough because they frequently appear above you at, on the vertical sections. But, yeah. you know, you got lots of great gears and stuff turning here, and uh, it, it really looks good. And some of the platform jumping in this level can be a little rough uh, from those moving platforms to each other. Yeah, it approaches mildly challenging. <laughs> it does. I really love the sprite of the electrified uh, mouse. Yeah, you have a mouse that's like shocking, and when he's he's invincible while he does that, and, and then he we'll shoots shoot. off little waves of electricity. Yeah, along the ground. What, cool. What's cool is the uh, block, the boxes, the crates will block that electricity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. That was pretty cool. But yeah, after some easy jumping, you will get to the boss, which is an ostrich riding a spiked wheel, <laughs> like a unicycle. Yes, I love it. It is strange, but uh, pretty funny. It will throw smaller spike wheels at you from time to time, one of which you will be able to pick up and throw back. It uh, also there's two charges. platforms, and you just basically have to stand on one, jump over it when it crosses. For me, this boss was super frustrating because I swear there was like a whole solid minute of it just doing it's like it'll throw the gears at you, and then it'll like mm-hmm. every once in a while do a speed run back and forth. Yeah. And it just kept doing it nonstop. I was like, oh, my God, please give me a gear to throw at you. Like, this is taking forever. Like, at no point was it challenging. It just took no. forever. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, once you defeated it, of course, bonus stage. Then you choose your next of the two locations. I went with Western World. Same here. And again, amazing looking level full of uh, barrels of gunpowder, little crates, shovels. Yep, you've got the hedgehogs and butterflies are back. But the real meat of this level is, unfortunately, maybe the, the worst part, maybe the hardest in some ways, is this minecart section. Yeah, yeah. This minecart section is awful because, one, there's really no challenge to it at all when you're in control of the minecart. There are uh, huge boulders you can see ahead of you. All you have to do is break in front of them and they mm-hmm. will not hit you. Yeah, you, the only are... challenge comes is that when you jump off of the minecart, yeah. you no longer are in, are in control of it. You have to walk back up to the front of it. Yeah. To... It's, so it's some weird controls because it's like if you get to the front and press right, then you're going fast. And you press left to slow down or break. But if you jump, then you're letting go of that. So now you're out of control of the cart, kind of. Yeah. And there are a few times where like it purposely takes you off of ledges to then force you to re-engage the controls yeah and that's what makes it difficult not actually controlling it or dodging anything no or you know they will try to lure you with ranger plaques as well and any if you fall off this minecart it is a pit death so that's where the true challenge arises but and, and then you have the boss which i'm just now realizing is the brother of that flying the the sewer cat yeah maybe because it's it another a... pink cat it is, it is, yes. Uh, this one is a magician. Yes, and there are four platforms above the floor that he will jump around to, and you can as well, while he throws two cards at you. Yes. Gambit style. And one card will stay. Yeah, yeah. And you pick it up and you throw it back at him. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. 
And he, he walks back and forth, and you have to avoid him? I mean, some of these, like him, right, You the only difficulty is making sure you're kind of in the center of the screen so that first card will land on the floor. Because yeah. if you're too close to the edge, it'll just go off screen, so you don't want to wait forever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you defeat him, and you have one more uh, stage left to re- redeem a key from. Mm-hmm. the future future world yes future world and future world does look decidedly futuristic very technical and high tech it looks awesome i uh, love it lots of cool uh safety chevrons one of my favorites sure and you got More a... those all the same enemies though from that clock tower level yeah yeah uh you do get this i don't know if this is the first appearance but it's a slingshot mouse that will shoot a rocket you that's true it is and the first appearance of the pistons that's right. A couple Sometimes you got to go under them so they don't crush you. Sometimes you've got to ride on top of them. Mm-hmm. But they're all so slow, it doesn't matter. There are a couple platforms that will open after you jump on them once, but I never had to go back to them, really. So, Oh, my God. They open after you've been on them for like three seconds. Yeah, I, it's ridiculous. It took me. It wasn't until like the third set of them that I ever saw any of them actually open. They were already off the screen before they opened. I was like, I'm mm. pretty sure that's what they do, but I didn't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before this boss fight, you get to see a good old Monterey Jack again. Actually, it's not a boss. He just meets you in between some levels. Yeah. And that uh, robot bulldog's back. Yes, he's back. In the first game. Oh, now it's got wheels, though. Yeah. And this is where you can use the uh, the magnet yeah. to pull you up. Gotcha. But that's it. At the end is uh, another boss that was, I wouldn't say difficult, but I actually got hit by a few times. Well, I, I actually died that. here. Yeah, this is a uh, lizard driving a crane with a spiked ball hanging from it. Yeah, the ball will drop down and uh, create two pieces of rubble, one of which you can use to throw at it. Uh And what makes this a little more challenging is that uh, I didn't know you could do that diagonal throw. Yeah. Which if you can do that, it's very easy. That's Uh, Because the the ball and chain blocks your shot. Yes. So So if you're not smart (laughs) enough to diagonally throw it, you have to like get in between the ball and chain and the, the vehicle and throw it at it. Yeah, which is... A little dangerous, but not as bad because the treads, the bottom of it, they it won't hurt you, so you can get pretty close to it. Yeah, you just wait for it to be moving away from you when you do it, and you're fine. Yeah. A few hits, and the lizard will wave a white flag in defeat. Yes, indeed. You now have all three keys. You give them to Zipper, and he will plug them into their spots and open the door for you where you can go fight Fat Cat. But not after some... More, I guess you're in a factory or something now. Well, he's left through his secret passage. And yes, it looks like it's uh, through the factory. And there are these weird looking drills all throughout the level that don't hurt you. So no, they're just cool background industrial tech. Now, there are conveyor belts here. And what's interesting is you can change the direction. There's a huge switch next to most of them. Yeah. If you duck and throw your thing, you can change the direction of them. Uh, for the majority of the time, though, it doesn't matter. They're not hard enough to need any direction change on them. No, no. There are some more I, birds? They're uh, not they're quite ostriches, right? Running birds and new flying birds. Red flying birds through the air, ostriches mm-hmm. on the ground. Uh, neither of them have anything uh, significant that will hurt you, except for at one point, the flying birds have an egg they drop, uh, and a little one comes out. But again, if you just keep moving, you'll never see it. Yeah, and that's about it. You get a break. Oh, there with- is one hard part of this level Uh-oh. that's the lasers oh yeah they can be yeah if you it's only hard because they uh there's three lasers that go off in sequence uh-huh. and you know you just have to wait for them to be deactivated but they are so slow well and they're on a conveyor belt they're above a conveyor belt so yeah. it's like kind of tough even though you can switch the i don't know <laughs> uh no i lied the hardest part is the the turrets that shoot the green bouncing balls Oh, sure. Yeah, you do get a little sequence there. Um, you can hide in some crates, I guess, if it gets too hairy, but I, mm-hmm. I I prefer to keep moving. Same. After that, you have a screen where it just spells out rangers in your ranger points. Or danger. Or danger. And then there is uh, some acorns to be found on your way to the big boss fight with Fat Cat. Yes, you can fill up your life there. Um, he has tells you he's been waiting for you. Um, interestingly enough, this time he does not have a giant cigar. No, no. And <laughs> which is funny because, you know, look, he's enormous compared to you. He could just crush you right now. But <laughs> what kind of villain would he be then, I guess? Right. And, well, you're not going to be fighting him in the flesh just yet because he unveils his giant cat bot. Yes, it's a huge metallic cat with a blast off hand and a spiked ball hand. It will also shoot at you. Yep, pretty cool. It has jets in its feet and it will fly up through the air. And when it does so, it drops a bomb. A time bomb. 
a time bomb that counts down and you need to pick up that time bomb and throw it at him or leave it in the spot it's at if he's going to be near it. That's true. Sometimes it comes down like you, you'll get a little like danger arrow. It'll tell you, OK, it's coming down here. But you'll also see the time bomb fall somewhere. And if they're in the same place, it'll just hurt himself. That's great. Now, how many hits does this take? I think it's six. Seems like a lot because you're waiting a lot in between those. Or maybe it's more. I don't know. There is a point where it's, I guess, halfway dead, where part of his chest plates breaks off and you can mm -hmm. you know it looks cool looks i think he starts shooting out more uh fireballs at you at that point maybe maybe it also can shoot lightning out of his tail along the floor you get a burst mm -hmm. of three easy to avoid yes the hardest part of this boss fight is avoiding the spiked ball as it bounces it has a pretty narrow yeah. uh thing so you just have to make sure you're in the right spot for it well he caught me a couple times because i didn't realize it was bouncing back to him because yeah. i would forget because it would look like it's just going to fly off the screen like a projectile but no it's coming back man watch watch your back uh hit him enough times with this and it will be destroyed once you've destroyed it monterey jack lets you know that the ceiling is giving away and everyone needs to find some cover this is the weirdest part this ending <laughs> it's so weird yeah because you like split up you're like you guys get out of here we're gonna follow flat fat cat or something yeah so you think okay we're gonna get the real boss fight now yep and you cut to outside where the building is destroyed and you see they're like oh no they were inside we've lost the lads forever yeah and then you run in and you're like nope they're like, thank goodness, you're safe. They're like, and you yeah. Say, we almost didn't make it. And we never did capture Fat Cat. He must still be trapped inside. But if I know Fat Cat, his escape was well planned. What a weird, like, why didn't they all just leave? I don't get it. And that's it. Uh, if he, They say if he ever shows up again, then I guess we'll just have to teach him another lesson. Oh. Right, Rangers? Yeah. And then um, it says... The end? Is it a the end or a thank you? It says the end with all the characters kind of hanging around. Yeah, and then no credits. And that's it. Boom. Hard reset if you want out of that screen. friends we're in the final portion of our show the review portion and of course we use the classic nintendo power review system that has four categories each category a possible score from zero to five starting with graphics and sound i gave this game a 4.0 okay i went with the 3.5 but i was i love those backgrounds they are great they're the strongest point in the game the enemies are good but the backgrounds were just amazing honestly and that was what kept me going <laughs> and they changed, like, you would get new backgrounds, like, halfway through a level. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Like, and lots of, I mean, and not just like, oh, they changed the color or changed the thing. It's like, oh, no, this is a whole new set of assets, like, from the dining room to the kitchen of the restaurant. Yeah, well, I guess that's one thing you can speak for to the benefit of its scarcity, as you said, is that nothing gets boring or hardly reused, where it's like, how 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 is there no more, not a bigger section like this or something, you know? And, you know, the music is uh, good. It's not great. It's not bad. Yeah. So it's pretty solid all around. It's just that uh, there's just not, not a ton of everything. You get, you get a little animation for most enemies, which is more than a lot of games, you know? Yeah. Next up is Play Control, which I also gave a 4.0. I went and that's, that's without knowing about that diagonal shot. Yeah, yeah. I gave it a 3.5. I was like... It controls great, unnecessarily so for the I mean, challenges you have. At, at no point was I ever like, oh, this is hard to do. Yeah, I, I would have loved to play a different game with these characters or something. <laughs> yeah, I could see that entirely. But yeah, like you said, uh, play control spot on. It's just I wish I had more to do with it. Mm -hmm. uh, next up is challenge factor. I went with a 1.0. I went with a, a 2.0 just because there's some, some pit deaths. There are some parts that are... And, and some of the bosses, it's a little obtuse. And, and the fact that that very first boss has pit deaths in it and no other boss does. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, you know, it's got the continues. You get lots of free lives. Yeah. You're... And it's fairly easy all throughout. Uh, finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 2.5. I gave it a 3.0 because I thought it was, you know, light and breezy. I was never like frustrated or. Yeah, yeah. It's... I was never like. And I, I, like you, I was genuinely interested in seeing, like, what is the next level going to look like? Sure, yeah. And even though all of the gameplay is just a little disappointing, it kind of feels like a step back for the series. And that, while it did expand a few things, you got that 
diagonal throw, your power throw, you barely have to use any of it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it's almost entirely superfluous. Indeed. But I did like the bizarre story, which kind of breaks the entire setting of the rescue rangers. Where it's and like, it's a little intense as they have why, to do with why the bomb is threats. the human news reporting a cat giving a bomb threat or or why was a cat put in jail? Yeah, why was he in jail? Why are they covering his escape on the news? Do they know cats can talk and do crime? So many questions. Too many questions. Well, Nick, I ask at the end of every show, and we'll continue to do so, should you play this game? I am very torn because I really want to say no. It doesn't really offer you anything you can't get in the first one, but it's so easy. Why not? Yeah, I said, sure. I mean, if you want like just to chill out and like play a game you can beat in an hour. Yeah, yeah. Or you have a very young young one you're trying to wean on some old games that this would be a good one it's it's not too demanding or frustrating and you can play two player with them yeah yeah so i mean if you're looking for a challenge if you're a huge fan of the first one you can't wait to see what things have changed for the second one (laughs) maybe maybe not but if you just want to goof goof them up have a relaxing playthrough go for it Next week's game will be Gradius 3 for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along friends. That's right, folks. And if you want to get in touch with us, do you know the secrets of the Rescue Rangers newscast? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll read it. And maybe we'll newscast about the newscast for you. Or you can get in touch with us on the Twitterverse at Cart Command or on Facebook at Cartridge Command. And uh, we'll try to get back to you either way. We love hearing from you and all of the uh, interesting things you have to say or, you know, corrections you may have for us. Oh, yeah. Corrections, man. Corrections. <laughs> Are you a corrections officer? Correct us at Gmail or at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. <laughs> but, of course, we go out of our way to thank those awesome, fine, and wonderful folks who give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridgecommand. It is their support that makes this show possible. Uh, we do this show in our free time. And thanks to our patrons, we have our show's hosting paid for any server fees any replacement equipment all that's taken care of by our awesome patrons and if you don't uh support us on patreon yet uh, consider doing so even a dollar will help us out we we love all the small amounts as equally as the big amounts yeah we'll take it all so thank you all so very very much yes thank you and as always cartridge commandos game on Game on. on. Good game on. Good, good, good game on. Bye, game on.